Zach and Courtney. Zach and Courtney. Zach and Courtney. Zach and Courtney. Ooh, they're really talking. Hey, hey, hey. Oh. <laughs> um, Zach, we love him. Zach. That's why we're here. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of news. Uh, he is the Boring. only thing I can conjure up is that um, he's going to be remixing a song by Remy Wolf, who I'm not familiar with her. She seems Remy boys. She's very oh, young. Boys. She's like she's like 25, so good for her for like going off. I think she was on like America's Got Talent or something like a while ago, but now she's like doing her own thing. But anyway, she had a EP come out and now um Beck she's coming out with like a remix version of that and Beck is doing one of the songs. So this bitch will just remix anything right now. Um, I bet we could get him to remix the podcast if we contacted him uh, for the way that he's just agreeing to remix things. He could remix the podcast and finally make it good. <laughs> Literally. Back if you're listening, like, we'll, we won't say no. Beck, if you're listening. Beck, if you're listening right now. Beck, if you're, Beck, if you're listening right now, then... <laughs> Why? I really hope Beck was listening just now. <laughs> so, um, obviously, well, you, I say this like women well, reveal what songs we're talking about. You clicked on the episode, you know what songs we're talking about. But um, our you first song, is. come on, you know, our first <laughs> song is "Round the Bend" from Sea Change, which is exciting because that is not an album we get often. No, I can't remember if we've only covered one or if we've covered two. I think we've only covered one because we covered. Um, w- the the one foot in the grave version of it's all in your mind, not the sea change version. So I think that's why I'm thinking we've done two. Uh huh. There might have been another one. Like, I don't remember. You. I know it's one <laughs> of the ones we. I mean, we've gotten colors the least, mm-hmm. without a doubt. <laughs> For sure, yeah. It'll never come back. Uh, we got it once. It'll never ever come back. But it. uh, it's good to get. It's good to get some sea change. Um, this song. I really liked it. It's I think uh, it's not like my favorite off of Sea Change by any means, but it's still it's very lovely. Uh, I pointed out while we were listening to it that there's a little uh, thing on Wisconsin that says Beck told the audience before playing Round the Bend on August 28, 2002, that, quote, if you fall asleep while listening to this song, then it's working. Which is like so the mood because i was literally gonna type as courtney sent that i was like the song's literally making me fall asleep like i'm so like at ease listening to this song Life goes where it does. Rest Yeah, it is. It it feels like a lullaby. Like it's very yeah. comforting. It's still, don't get me wrong, it's still a sea change song. It's still very sad, 
But no, the instrumentation man. is very comforting. It very much is like lulling you to sleep. Uh, and it, it's nice. The the all of the orchestra is really nice. There's a heavy orchestra, orchestra is presence. So good. Look, I'm Courtney's a bitch for banjos. I'm a bitch for indie artists doing big extravagant string instrumentation like orchestral like mm-hmm. in their songs i was listening to fucking uh come on you know like like funeral era arcade fire yeah fucking dashboard by modest mouse fucking yeah. like when an indie artist just bust out the fucking philharmonic string section i'm like oh on god I know people bully Arcade Fire for having like 15 band members or whatever. For anyone that didn't know, Arcade Fire was my favorite band for like a really long time. I still really like them, but it's just one of those things that like, there's a lot I could say that would take a lot of time just because like, I don't know, their, their career path has been interesting. I'm an everything now defender, but like, you know, it's easier for me to sit down and listen to Peter Gabriel and be like, this is my favorite artist. Look forward to our eventual arcade fire podcast uh the neighborhood to neighborhood podcast (gasps) (laughs) i already love that one too much which neighborhood is your favorite oh oh fuck it's hard i know okay i I could give like different answers for each like Mm -hmm. i love fucking tunnels like it gets me like hella emotional every time i listen to Mm -hmm. it i really love like the story of Leica. i guess i feel like it's it's kind of a song i was listening to when i was writing like how to fake the moon landing so i kind mm-hmm. of have like a soft spot for that but then <laughs> lights out i almost almost i'm so glad i didn't uh in theater in high school we had this assignment and all the theater kids will may know this or i don't know if it's just a my high school thing where every year we do a thing called like lyrics where you take a song and you do the lyrics, but like as a performance, you can't oh. like sing, you have to like act it out. I almost did lights out as like a really cringy, like post-apocalyptic, like yeah. I was going to have somebody turn the lights out. I was going to have a flashlight and everything. It was going to be the cringiest thing ever. And I'm so glad I didn't do it, but that song is fucking jam. <laughs> um, I think you're forgetting seven kettles everyone forgets neighborhood number four seven kettles yeah because it's the worst one (laughs) i'm gonna say this is a bold declaration i'm gonna rank mine i used to like leica the most i still really like leica but i am a tunnels Mm -hmm. leica Mm -hmm. seven kettles seven kettles yeah okay Like, yeah, fucking everybody confirmed fucking Courtney has no fucking taste. She likes Seven Kettles. Want to know why Seven Kettles is so good? Yeah, tell me why why you like Seven Kettles so much. The orchestra. The strings. The strings on Seven Kettles. Oh, my God. Beautiful. They're they're great. If fucking, fucking whatever his name is, Elias Coltrane or whatever, the lead singer. Wynn Butler. Win Butler, no, noted you pitchfork commenter. That, I was gonna say, <laughs> no, notable, notable pitchfork commenter, Win Butler. If he held me at gunpoint and said, "Say, say the lyrics. How does, how does Seven Kettles go?" I'd say, "Fucking shoot me now." <laughs> I do not even know how that song goes anymore. I don't. I do, it's the like. I don't want to sing on the podcast, but it's no, the, they say a watch like, pot never boils. Don't have a baby. Hey, that's true. That's. 
don't have a baby. <laughs> I don't remember the lyrics either, but I, I can you know, hear the melody. Quote, Win Butler, 2000, whenever. Watch Pot, never boils, don't have a baby. <laughs> I have one, so. Um, I, I, I like, I like Tunnels the best, though, I think. It's just it's 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 it makes Tunnels me is emotional really great. but i agree that like the story of Leica is great yeah. that was like one of the first arcade fire songs i heard besides wake up and i was like well, who the fuck are these bitches mm-hmm. so good i like, couldn't even rank them i show that seven kettles just isn't even on there <laughs> it's a tie between the first three kettles is just like i don't know and at, at a garage sale <laughs> that entire album is like perfect like it's, it's not so it's a no skip album i would say yeah. right i i, I genuinely think it's a no skip even yeah. what i'm saying about even, seven kettles like it is yeah. like a no skip because it's so short too it's so short every song's just fucking great look guys i know me and courtney are showing our age i, I saw some post a while ago i can't remember but it was something about you know arcade fire funeral it's like if you love this album like you are of like a very specific age <laughs> and i was like okay yeah true <laughs> <laughs> I yeah recently I don't know if you saw like during the I, I hate that I keep saying like during the pandemic because it's not still happening it's still happening but like during <laughs> the early days of the pandemic now, it'll, it'll be a time capsule when people listen back and it's yeah. over or if we're all dead who knows mm-hmm. um when and Regine <laughs> were doing like live performances of arcade fire songs in their like backyard Aww. um and they did uh Haiti and my lord like i mean that song's obviously rough regardless but they put like they put captions on it and like i've looked up the lyrics before like the translation but to watch her sing the lyrics like to watch her sing it and read it while she is like very passionately singing about her family it's like whoa it's i I don't know if i could handle that it is so heavy yeah it's very heavy but it's it's a very good i bet i bet it's amazing though yeah yeah we love our oh, everyone. God. Let's stream stream neon bottle for clear skin. Stream. That's my favorite. My album. Shocking. St- shocking. St- right? Yeah. No. Not fucking shocking at all. It's. <laughs> what you gonna say to me? It's not shocking because it's literally the header of Courtney's YouTube page. <laughs> Oh my god, is it so tea? The Neon Bible album covers the header of your YouTube page. I'm sorry not to have like two weeks in a row where I bring up your YouTube channel. But that's fine. It's literally <laughs> It just I'm stuck kidding. with me because I was like, okay, taste. You know why that's taste, Courtney? Why? Not just because it's a Bible and you're a religious freak. Do you know where the Neon Bible, well, at least I'm pretty sure it comes from this, unless there's something else before. Uh, it was John Candy Tool's first novel. Yeah, I think that's where they got the name from. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. that's what I thought. I'm pretty sure. I just love the thing, and I'll we can we'll stop talking about Arcade Fire after this. But like, I'm 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 like filled with all this knowledge that I had when I was 16. Oh no, I get it. Yeah, the shit that's so good about Neon Bible, and I like I think that like music journalism likes to gloss over Neon Bible. Like, they'll talk mm-hmm. about Reflector before they'll talk about Neon Bible. That's not me dissing Reflector. It's just, like... It can no, be, Neon Bible's good, though. I don't understand yeah. it. And the thing that makes it so good, I love a properly executed gimmick. And they had, for anyone that's not familiar with Arcade Fire, when Neon Bible came out, they ran television commercials that made it look like it was a real 
book and not like the book Zach was talking about. Like it was its own thing. And it was like a vague, not fully like Christian religious self-help thing. And you could call this number and talk to the number. And then they made a documentary. Yeah. They made a documentary about the making of the album called Mirror Noir, where throughout they play the the recordings. And half of them are Arcade Fire fans who know what's up. They're cool with it. And they just call to leave the band a message. Mm -hmm. My favorite one from an actual Arcade Fire fan is this woman calls and says, my five-year-old daughter loves you all. You are her favorite people in the world. She goes to school and draws pictures of all of you. Like you are her Aww. heroes and we're taking her to see you. We're driving like five hours so that she can see you live. And I think that's so Aww. cute. But then there are like random old men that are like, this is bullshit. I don't know what you guys think you are. Or people being like, I like this has changed my life. Like the neon Bible has changed. Like fully, you can tell they don't know who the fuck Arcade Fire is. They just want to like be part of something kind of thing it's fascinating it is so fascinating i literally yeah had no idea about that that makes so much sense because weirdly enough i was just looking up reflectors campaign like the other day like what's up with arcade fire and like bomb ass arg campaigns okay i this is so like this is (laughs) i was part of that arg i i i experienced the reflector thing like oh my god happening like all the shit on tumblr and all the other websites and all that like i sit up to like four in the morning like decoding shit that's the only arg i've ever like properly participated in my life oh it was so good i love them and they tried so hard with everything now but i think the issue was it presented as like cocky and it was like the point, but people thought they were just being assholes. They didn't get that it was satire. And then the album was like good, but not as good as their other stuff. So I think people were just like, Win Butler has an ego now. And it's like, that's not what was happening. They were just, it didn't quite work the way that like, I think it was too broad. I think it was too grand, like trying to like have like a Ben and Jerry's fake flavor and all that shit they did they claimed they had a ben and jerry's flavor i believe it. dad and i spent like four hours one morning trying to find it online i don't even know about any of that yeah i showed that like nobody listened to it anybody that did just didn't like it or gave similar criticisms to like like beck's last albums like oh arcade fires like sold out they're like pop now or whatever and it's like it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so really, I think there's so solid tracks on everything now. There is one song. Okay, there's two songs that I think are like a stain on their career. A stain. That's one song called Peter Pan. It's awful. And then there is two. There's two. The second one of the, you know, they like to do Peter their part Pan. ones. Their part ones, part twos. Yeah. They always yeah. Like do that. So there's infinite content, part one atrocious the lyrics are literally atrocious infinite content infinite content we're infinitely content now don't get me wrong as i've reflected and grown into an adult i realize arcade fires like talent is not in their lyrics just historically like they like to repeat things it's fine 
But if you're going to repeat something over and over again, it needs to be a good phrase. But then Infinite Content Part 2 is literally the same lyrics, but it's like a country western song and it just works better. I don't know. Anyway, this is not the Neighborhood to Neighborhood, neighborhood, to neighborhood podcast. We're talking about the band. Everyone Court- seems to go listen to me on Bible. <laughs> Courtney's way too in love with that idea. I can see it in her face. <laughs> in four years when we're done with that. Dude, like, we'll just keep doing podcasts on more musicians. You guys have infinite content from us. <laughs> and you'll be infinitely content. <laughs> Fire fans can be like weird and mean. I don't think they'd be as well. Dude, yeah. Have you seen their fucking lead singer? He's on fucking pitchfork prowling the comment section being a freak. <laughs> they just came okay, just and this this is maybe why people hate them. They just came out with a 45 minute song for um what's the what's the like meditation sleep app that Harry Styles also did something for? fucking bungus i don't know whatever it is they made a 40 minute track for it and it's like they literally wrote like a really compelling protest song that they performed on colbert for like the election night and they just haven't released it like they played it live once and they won't it's like release it like i mean hey it took them like six years to drop the her soundtrack so like fucking who knows (laughs) Yeah, I don't even know going on that. I don't. When that came out, I was like, my friend from college that really liked Arcade Fire was like, "Did you see this?" And I was like, "Yeah, but like, why now? Like, for what? Like, I don't know. It's weird. I mean, I'm glad it's out there, but it's like, why? Why of all things did this take so long? I have no idea. (laughs) Although you put Arcade Fire and Spike Jones together, those are two bitches that like to take decades to put anything out. That's true. Spike Jones, please put out another movie. Please, I, begging. I, I want to call him a fave director, and this is like no shade to him at all, because like I do, but like it's hard for me to call like his Charlie Kaufman movies like his movies because they're just like so Charlie, and I know that's like a really bad bias of me, but I also it's believe screenwriters should get more credit for shit, and Charlie like really tries that. Anyway, uh, this is not. The Spike to Jones podcast. Everybody watch his drop music video for Far Side. It's a great music video. <laughs> I was rewatching it the other day. Okay. okay. Round Let's actually talk about round music. the bend. We got on this tangent because we said we liked orchestras and you oh, said yeah. you liked funeral. So and then well, but I could have just dropped it and not talked about arcade fire. Drop. Oh, put the sound effect there Corey. put the beastie boys sound effect I pre- did i ask you to do that last week I'm i think you sure did and i think i didn't that's okay every time i say courtney do this courtney is never actually obligated to do any of my dumb heads if i want it to happen i would simply edit the podcast myself which i don't see myself doing anytime soon Thank you, Courtney. Everybody say thank you, Courtney. Courtney's mm, the best. Thank you, Courtney. Courtney's yeah, Courtney. no, sometimes I like, it's like, it comes down to if I want to, like, actually, like, download the sound effect. That's what it comes down to. If I am, like, wanting to bother. And sometimes I, I don't. <laughs> Courtney already has, like, a lifetime of good graces for me just for perfectly executing the fucking x-files bit from our brit to that's the greatest piece of editing i've ever done like you did it like gas myself up for that because no you should because when i say like 
you perfectly did exactly how it played out like in my head as i was doing it i was like this is the best thing ever i love courtney so much <laughs> thank you thank you i realized not like four times what was still like in editing and i was like this is it this is i played it for myself like 10 times in a row i just like couldn't stop laughing i don't call me call me fucking facetious for laughing at my own joke but like it's it was funny. courtney's editing that made it so funny <laughs> The teamwork. The teamwork truly makes the dream work. The Can work. I I have to pause quickly to ask Noah something and then I will. Oh, okay. It'll be quick. Well, you know, I'm recording happening. again, so tell it again. I think you're lying. Anyway, you're- round the bend. Uh <laughs> I really like this a lot. Uh to like play off what Courtney said earlier as someone that like hasn't re-listened to Sea Change a lot and doesn't unfortunately in general, just because me and Courtney have established our vibes for Beck albums. But listening to this, I really loved this so much. I was like, I will actually like put this on before I go to sleep and like fall asleep to this. It's so well put together. The sound is literally just so beautiful. Like the lyrics are like fittingly sad for the content of the album, but still like with the mood that it plays out through again, just like the sound, the instrumentation, like, it's almost like a it's gonna be okay kind of song. And I really love that a lot. I, I always need more songs like that. So I really love and appreciate it. I agree. Yeah, no, and and while like, you know, it's obviously the lyrics are sad and everything, but it is that that, you know, through line of sea change where it's sad, but it's like the moving on because you know, the round the bend in this scenario is moving around the bend and moving past yeah, this yeah. horrible heartbreak. And it's still very sad, but it's a very mature like breakup song. It's not whiny. It's very like it's not accusatory either. It's very much just like this is how it is. Right. Yeah. Um, like the line, babe, it's your time now. Loose change we could spend when we are going round, round, round the bend. Like, go ahead, like live your life. It's not, you know, club, babe, live your life, babe. I, I did want to comment that, like, <laughs> babe is not a typical back line usage. So that it's was not, interesting. But I love you said that. <laughs> Me too. Can you? I'm just gonna like re-listen to that one second over and over again and pretend to be babe, talking babe, to me, babe. Babe, babe, POV, Beck's trying to get your attention. <laughs> babe, 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 babe. Oh, we have to, babe. I may have to edit that one. <laughs> Do that and somebody make a meme where it's POV, Beck's trying to get your attention. And it just says an impact font like over and over again. Babe, 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 babe. It's like just the sea change cover back. Exactly. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, definitely some back lyrical poetry here. Life goes, uh, we don't have to worry. Life goes where it does faster than any bullet from an empty gun. Like, that's a lyric. Take notes, Arcade. That's a lyric. Oh my God. (laughs) That is a lyric. That's a really good lyric. (laughs) That's the one that I was like fixating on when we were like sitting with it. I was like, oh, it's Mm -hmm. so good. Yeah. No, it's uh it's good. Yeah, it uh it looks I'm trying to find there's not much more like info on Whiskey Clone besides the uh if you fall asleep while listening to the song then it's working bit, which is very funny. I mean it's not fu- like 
it's not because it's a boring song. It's because it is very. It's because it's so soothing to listen to. Yes. Like it's genuinely like meditative in its sound. Like I was for real, just like, oh man, I could just take a nap right now. And then we got woke the fuck up by our next song. <laughs> so I it worked out. Saying, like, what if we get like a bad shit song right after the uh, the duality? <laughs> Because, like, last week, I feel like our songs were very much on the same wavelength. Yeah, and yeah, They definitely. sounded very different. We had Replica and Close to God. But the, like, they were like noise. were there. The, exactly, mm-hmm. the noise. But it was, st- it's, like, noisy, but there was still, like, a certain, like, mellowness to both of them. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I don't know. It does make but, sense. Um. Yeah, not much else to say. He has not played this song live in a long time. He pretty much only played it on the Sea Change tours, which I get. It's not like gonna bring the house down. I yeah, think he fucking, he fucking kept playing it at shows, and the audience would fall asleep, fall asleep. and they'd ask for refunds because, like, hey, we fucking fell asleep. You fucking can't do that. Um, I think without the orchestra, it's probably not as compelling of a song. Like, there's a note here that um, in 2008 he did a show at the Hollywood Bowl where his dad conducted an orchestra. And he oh played God. like every song that had heavy orchestra on it, which makes sense. And that would be incredible live. But I think to just like other times he just played it like acoustic guitar and his voice, which is like cool. But I could hear any of the Sea Change songs that way or any of the One Foot in the Grave songs that way. And like, I, I think what makes this stand out is you need that orchestra in the background to support it, to make it mm-hmm. truly a full experience so i get why he doesn't really play it live it's not one i'd be begging to hear live personally right right doesn't mean it's bad some songs aren't as good live like it's just how it is i wouldn't beg for it live i'd beg for it in my ears as i'm going to sleep good night it's the <laughs> audio version of a cup of chamomile tea and i'm That's here true. for it um are we good? Shall we move on to our a little bit more lively song? Peter, we gotta talk about Saw Lightning. It's the next song. <laughs> I want everyone to know that Zach turned his camera off and the image that replaced his camera was <laughs> Lois Griffin's face on Sonic the Hedgehog's body. Like a little tiny Sonic. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this to Courtney. If anybody wants this, <laughs> I'll send Please it to you. Do. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet this on the the Twitter. Did everybody love my Beck face app edits? Apparently not. Got some very mixed reception to those tweets. I was too incapacitated <laughs> to stop you. Exactly. That's what I knew. He knew. It was like he the really knew. Time for me to strike. <laughs> I did. I knew. I will say. In the DMs, I said, yeah, like, haha, it's funny. And then he tweeted them, and I was like, oh, man, these are out here now, huh? <laughs> Courtney said, yes, queen, do it. I <laughs> did. Said, oh, no, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, wait, fucking, where is the fucking... Cordy, you tweet fucking too much. There's too many fucking... Stop, stop promoing our podcast. There's too many... Okay, here's... <laughs> What? <laughs> let me share the screen. Let me oh, let yeah, me share yeah. let me share the screen. Do it. Go ahead. Let me share the screen. <laughs> let me do it. Ah! <laughs> Cor- 
Courtney's face right now. I I think every single person <laughs> knew it was you. Like no, there's no. no way that it wasn't. <clears throat> Look, you you <laughs> if the tweet does not fit, you must acquit. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, saw lightning. Saw lightning. <laughs> I really like this one a lot. I was telling Courtney, because I can never remember what was like the the few like early songs I heard off of Hyperspace. And I want to say this is one of them, because you said this is one of the singles, right? Yes. I think it was the first. Mm-hmm. It probably was. Mm-hmm. This song is so fucking good. <laughs> this is the song. Yeah. Fucking meme format. Get fucking... I don't even know. Get get the guy from the first Back to the Future movie where he's like, you looking for that new sound? Listen to this fucking like, hey, Beck Boomers, are you looking for a modern Beck song that's like an evolution of Odile? Well, listen to this. <laughs> like, not to like diss this song or like uh, hyperspace or anything, but like this song is so fun, but feels like a genuine evolution of like his past stuff. Like, it's just like, such a good time to listen to and it has sounds of both kind of his earlier stuff and this newer stuff that he's been like experimenting with lately and i think it sounds fucking great this is a really fun song no i agree and i um i the thing that's weird about this song i remember you all have heard me confused and thinking hyperspace came out in like the summer of the year it came out not november we're not gonna go back to me being a dumbass but anyway (laughs) i definitely remember hearing this well before hyperspace came out and it was definitely the first and it was like the only song off of hyperspace i heard until like the month before we started this podcast like all of hyperspace completely went over my head didn't know any of it besides the song. I will say I mean, it's not reflective of that album at all to me. I think no, it no, very much sticks out like a sore thumb. It's not a bad thing. I don't think it doesn't belong on the album, but it's so different. Like there's not a it, synth it to be found. Yeah. Like it's it's very interesting. And I I love this song. Yeah. I don't know if it's my favorite song on the album. I really like it. I love mm. I love the harmonica. I love when he get, gets a little folksy. So, of course, I enjoy little folk this. Rap. And I little love the rap. lyrical content. It's very much... It's a very biblical song. Mm-hmm. It's a very grand song. Uh, so I really do enjoy this. I would love to see more of whatever this is. Like, maybe get its own album. I don't think that's going to happen, personally. I don't see him leaning that direction again right, right now, at least. Maybe eventually. Um, but it's, it's something that I like. And I agree that, like, back boomers need to shut up because that literally exists. Like, if, okay, if you don't like the rest of hyperspace, that's fine. You don't have to like it. But you can't, like, act like he's not still 
doing that thing you like because he is right and he's probably yeah. bored of it and he doesn't need to keep probably is it. yeah well, okay because yeah not like, not to put on like my tinfoil hat on things or anything like that but like hypothetically if this were a song where you know beck or his managers or whoever maybe saw that like some older Beck fans like weren't on board with colors or something like that. I could potentially see a scenario where they see saw lightning and say, Oh, Hey, this kind of sounds like old Beck. Let's make this the lead single to get people hyped for the album. And maybe people will like pre-order it or get it or whatever. And then the actual album comes out and that's like the only song that sounds like that. No, and I mean, honestly... That, that, that's a stretch. I know it's a stretch. It's a but stretch, like, but I will... I think now is the time to bring up the Back Talk Back Talk, and then we can get more into the song, because I think it fits really well with what you were let's saying. Let's do it. So we have an article here from DIY Magazine. Give me one second to gently place my charger over here, because it's starting to get a little funky, and the new one's not supposed to come till Tuesday, so just say a little prayer for me. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. So DIY. My charger magazine. fucking caught on fire one time. You gotta watch out for that shit. Damn. Okay. I, um, I was <laughs> I was just on my laptop, and then all of a sudden it's like I smell cookies. And then I look, and there's just a small <laughs> fire on my floor, and I'm like, oh, my charger's on fire. Damn. <laughs> I had to bust out my fire extinguisher. Holy. Anyway, shit. sorry. You were all good. Um. So yes. DIYmagazine.com. It's a track review of Saw Lightning. We're going to start off real strong here. The little like sub headline is It's as if he's merely been treading water for the past decade. It's as if he's merely been treading water for the past decade. So, so we've already got a drag just right. <laughs> I'm just going to read this paragraph by paragraph because it's literally four paragraphs. Like, it's small. Not going to lie. There's something chilling about reading with Pharrell these days. Possibly because of nerds. Do you say nerd or do you say N-E-R-D? I I say nerd. Okay, cool. They're a bunch of fucking nerds anyway. (laughs) Possibly because nerds 2017 album No One Ever Really Dies felt to have exhausted his, yes, excellent, iconic percussion, but post the ubiquitousness of playground favorite happy his name readily evokes not edgy beats but felt tip stained jazz hands that was a lot that was a heavy sentence <laughs> yeah, da, da. it got the jazz hands <laughs> um i agree i'm gonna say i'm a person that when i read with pharrell maybe a small chill does run down my spine dude he's got the iconic percussion he's got the iconic Zach's back (laughs) again with the four four time. I'm never gonna let go of this shit. (laughs) Anyway, and Beck is a man who you've never felt needed anyone to collaborate with. Yes, that's true. Like I'm not. He doesn't need to collaborate. He can, but he doesn't need to. And I think he likes to, but he doesn't need to. Yeah. Um. Back to the thing. Sure, he's made use of his dad's accomplished orchestral arrangements, and the Dust Brothers didn't exactly derail his creativity, but if anything's been a pattern through his work, it's that he's a law unto himself. Yeah. But then, Saw Lightning is a triumph. 
a pulsating beat that's heavier than anything he's released in some time. Grit behind his trademark white boy rap. A sense of fun in the chorus that that for all colors, playful imagery, it didn't quite manage. Complete with motifs popping up from across, across his catalog, most notably his slide guitar. After these three minutes, as if it, it's as if he's been, it, <laughs> it's as if he's merely been treading water for the past decade. And Pharrell, blink and you'll miss him. Bring on hyperspace. Okay, so this is very much, I think, a person that's like, you'll miss him, gonna to be quite honest with you oh yeah i didn't read <laughs> who, who use who uses tbqhyhwy to be quite honest with you here's the thing that bothers me about this first of all like i don't know you're just like dissing pharrell to, so that you can be like he i'm dissing pharrell because pharrell is like but yes he helped produce it and stuff but like leave him alone like you're just what you're taking half of a review of a back song to act like you're special by shitting on Pharrell. Like it's not accomplishing well, anything. Like, and cause like I know the collab is like big. It's a Beck album produced like by Pharrell. And yeah. yet so much of this is like Happy was pretty dumb. <laughs> like yeah. I don't know. It's it's no, a very weird little article. And I'm just tired of the fact they're saying he's been treading water for the past decade. And it's like, okay, A he he only put out two albums. So to a degree, yeah, okay, I get what you're saying. But like he while he was quote unquote treading water, he produced like a bunch of shit, did a bunch of remixes, and he won fucking album of the year, you fucker. I was literally gonna say album of the year. He's been treading water. It's like even if like you're like me and you don't give a shit about award ceremonies or whatever, like, come on, that's still like a general consensus of like, okay, yeah, something's got to be good about that album for it to win fucking album of the year. That's not treading water. That's- exactly. And of course, that she also managed to discolors. It was just like everything you oh, could get in like a classic backtalk, backtalk was there. So thank you for your service, DIY Magazine. Okay, back to actually looking at Saw Lightning, not just backtalk, backtalk. But I do, I, I agree to go back to your conspiracy theory moment. I would not be shocked if mm. God damn it, I just opened Excel. I don't need Excel right now. I don't know. I, I just know in the past when a lot of artists kind of like try something new and you know the record label or whatever wants to kind of like play it safe, they'll try to find like the most similar sounding mm-hmm. song to be the single. And then because this happens a lot, this has happened a lot with me, where like yeah. you hear the lead single like months in advance, and you're like, oh. This is fun. They can't wait for the album. And like, not that doesn't mean the album's going to be bad, but like you just listen and it's like, oh, this is actually completely different. And that was just like the one song that was just meant to be a single, you know? So yeah, I feel like I'm just saying, no, it's one way or the other. It's either that or they pick the one that's like really different so that everyone's like, oh my God, like this is totally new direction. And then it's just not (laughs) right. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One or the other. Exactly. No, I could definitely see that happening in this case um no i think this is a great song there's a lot happening it's very in your face Mm -hmm. uh i love the lyrics they're they are very um they conjure they conjure a story and image in your head for sure and like i said it's very biblical um you know saw wind and rain saw mountains fall saw temples burn and prison walls saw floods come in saw children run got no more shelter no more sun 
came to me in a flash of light by the sycamore tree in the dead of night in the bottom barrel on the longest day in the hardest winter in the falling rain. I saw lightning. It's good. I think the sycamore thing is literally biblical, right? Yeah. Thank you, genius. In the Gospel of Luke. Thank you, Jesus. Za- Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. <laughs> Z-A-C-C-H-A-E-U-S. It's you. Oh, no. All right. That's you. Zacchaeus climbs a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus. Jesus says he saw and knew Nathaniel under the fig tree. And the Greek word for fig tree is suki, which is the first part of the word sycamore. I said, Zacchaeus, get that goddamn thing down from there. <laughs> that goddamn thing. Doing? That goddamn thing in general it, or, uh, in question <laughs> is Jesus. Get that thing down here. It's that goddamn God, get him <laughs> down from there. That, that was totally me in that. Sunday school. I was always so hyped whenever we'd read the story of Zacchaeus because I was like, that's me. <laughs> that's how you say it that's right thank you for thank you someone who's actually read the bible before to pronounce the biblical names i'm like zacchaeus <laughs> it's zacchaeus he's the one from the i know him he was on the t-shirt the baseball game <laughs> <laughs> okay okay don't this, say <laughs> just like you you know what they say john three sixteen. ow my fucking back it says beck <laughs> did you say that to me that was just like you. Identical. I need I need a meme of that. Like Cordy going, that's you. It's just pointing up to Zacchaeus <laughs> in a tree. <laughs> all of my friends okay, yeah. This is <laughs> all of my friends assume that I'm just wanting to like climb up into trees for no reason. <laughs> Gee, it's because of because of your biblical roots. <laughs> Yeah, whenever I climb up a tree, it's like <laughs> it's just like that Junji Ito story, like that Animara fault or whatever. Like this hole was made for me. This tree was made for me. I can feel it in my genetics to climb up this tree. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm literally genetically inclined to climb up trees. It's my birthright. <laughs> and you should. Um, so yeah, obviously I'm, you know, that annoying person that I like when there are biblical references that I don't understand because I refuse. No, I've read some of the Bible. I just haven't read it all. So imagine reading the Bible for fun. <laughs> I read it for a class, actually. I took a, okay. I took a literal Bible class senior year of college. That was literally, it was a, it was an English. I had to take an English class and it was Bible as literature. What the fuck is wrong with you? You literally didn't take a fucking Chaucer class to read a fucking Bible class. I did not have the option to take a Chaucer class. Okay. But like the Bible class wasn't the only option, right? You no, had another it's like option. the Bible or like Shakespeare. And I'd already read half the Shakespeare shit. I'd already read half of it. I looked at the syllabus. I don't think you've ever been like more disappointed in me than you are right now. <laughs> I'd never read the Bible. I'm up Jesus's ass like every day. I needed to. I needed to be able to back up what I I constantly am living, right? Cordy really is just Stockholm. Like, imagine being blessed by like not having religious trauma. And Cordy's like, "Oh, hey, this is pretty cool. I wonder who's that guy. Who's that guy? Paul. He saw lightning and went fucking blind." Good. <laughs> I know that from Last Temptation of Christ. Thank you very much. It's what not if, healthy what? to have your only theological fucking context from the Last Temptation of Christ. 
That's not good. I mean, it's pretty good. <laughs> good movie. It is a good movie. What if after Beck released this song, he changed his name to Peck? <laughs> Ooh, that was a good one. God, that was a good joke. Shout good. out to all of the Bible heads listening. That joke was for you. <laughs> See, if I wouldn't have taken that class, I wouldn't have gotten that joke. Okay, touche. <laughs> You're right. This is a great song. The lyrics are, you know, we, we went on a tangent, but very biblical, very grand. Um, clearly, the narrator of this song is kind of at the end of his rope and uh, things are happening, not necessarily good things. And things he, needs, happening. he needs to, he's kind of got a wake up call, which I mean, I don't want to get too much into it, but I think we know what that wake up call was. And uh, yeah. It's a hyperspace song. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Whiskey Clone says that Beck said the album was full of songs about how people escape to avoid reality. Mm. And that Saw Lightning was about looking for the heavens to try to deal. He also noted that it was about cataclysmic events that wake you up. So I think that we, I don't want to get into it because I don't want to drag people's personal business out into the open air. But I think we know he will broke free of something. And that's a big... Well- And yeah, I think that's a really cool and interesting way to, like, do that. Like, I love, you know, I'm a very, like, I don't know how to describe it other than sound like parasite. I'm a very, like, metaphorical guy. Like, I love, like, really solid use of metaphor. And so Mm -hmm. using, like, religious cataclysm as a stand-in for, like, a wake-up call and, like, a sign of, like, great change and, like, needing to like take action and yeah like escape like i think that's a really cool and like fascinating metaphor that really does take in both beck's like personal relationships and like the grander scale of like his relationship with religion that like i think is really genuinely cool and it's so cool to see and hear that on a song that's ostensibly just like a really fun like bop lead single song like i think that's really really cool (laughs) <laughs> no, I agree. Um, Love the song a lot. It's good. Like I don't. I I know. I feel like I should be like analyzing more, but I just really like it. I guess we've done okay. Um, no, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the main. Yeah. Like analysis of it, and again, other than just like the sound, which we talked about, like mm-hmm. you know, I'm not trying to be like, oh, look, it's good because it sounds like Odelay or whatever. But like, no, like it does have kind of his earlier like folk rap sample delic kind of sound but mixed in with kind of this new direction of hyperspace where like it's kind of modern it's kind of not like synthy but just like i don't know kind of like a dance hit like almost like yeah. really like club popping kind of song <laughs> so i have to okay there's two things i have to comment on that are i guess like not positive i don't want to say they're negative but i have to whoa when it's funny uh, I could do after I defended Pharrell with that DIY article. I could do without the Pharrell verse on this. It is so mumbly that I cannot understand what he's saying. I never knew until I read the lyrics on Whiskey Clone what he was going to say. And just to vouch for how confusing it is what he's saying, the lyrics on Genius are not close at all to the lyrics on Whiskey Clone. Oh, no. Oh, I it's gotta see so, this. I don't... I mean, it's not not close, but, like, there's... 
Yeah. Yeah, no, it's pretty different. They're so different. They're so different. <laughs> what's, what's, Courtney, Courtney, come on. Look, we're going to just send everybody for a fucking loop. Let's both read the lyrics. We each read one at the same time and just okay. make a total like, okay, which, which one do you want? I'll read the whiskey clone. I'll, I'll do genius. Okay. Okay, ready? Yeah. When it their name it up, I wonder where, where it go. Hold the C as somewhere to row. Here I go, row. <laughs> One overdid the dead horses. <laughs> Heroes, not horses. Make it easy and sunny and go. Sunny go. More than we hold the sea. Money I know. And know the unknown. Pull me in. Old man Dan. <laughs> Gotta gotta start. Some of them are low. Don't gotta. Wondering about where do we go? Partner, we go. Until then, we boat. (laughs) So I want to say I have the genius lyrics pulled up first, which I know is bad, and I won't. I try not to do that. But forgive me for a second, listeners. And I was listening to the song, and it got to the Pharrell part, and I was like, he did not just say, until then we boat. That makes we no boat. sense. So I pulled it up on Whiskey Clone, and I was like, oh, they made up a man on Genius. Who the fuck is Old Man Dan? <laughs> old Man Dan. <laughs> Guys, you heard it here. Send us your submission of who you think Old Man Dan <laughs> is, like what he looks like, what he does, like... We got a hashtag finding old man Dan. <laughs> old man Dan. Me and Courtney are going to go into the GS page and like hide the lyrics and be like questionable. <laughs> Literally, what the hell is this? Oh my God. Yeah, no. So I could do that without. Is so fucking funny. I could do in general without that part. I just don't think it adds to the song. I don't think it really detracts like a great bit, but. I'm gonna be honest, I, I like didn't even really notice that it was Tim until like in hindsight. And I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, like it's it's definitely like it feels out of place a little bit, but also I know that this album doesn't have a few features where like they have a verse like in the middle yeah. of it. Which like not that Bet can't do that, but that's a very like average singer like thing. Just like, oh yeah. sing song and then here's one rap verse or whatever. I know Beck's like rapping too, but like, I don't know. It's not like typically him, but again, it, it doesn't like ruin the song or anything. No, exactly. Either, so. And then the other thing, this isn't really a criticism, but I brought this up before. There are a lot of songs on hyperspace that have these weird little inflections or like oohs and ahs that like don't quite feel right. And kind of take me out. And this is my favorite set of them. And that would be Hey, 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 saw lightning. Ho, 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 saw lightning. He, 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 saw lightning. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) Because he says them so deadpan that it is like comical. He's literally like, Hey, 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 saw lightning. Ho, 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 saw lightning. He, he, he. Saw lightning, ha ha ha! Like it's so strange. It's it's so weird. It's so funny. 
I'm not mad. Like, I don't, I'm glad it's there. I don't want it removed. I just had yeah. to bring it up. C- credit to Beck for doing something like that and me immediately not just like, that's fucking trash, man. Like, doing something like that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, like, I'm in the mood of the song. And so, like, I, you know, think it's fine. But, like, anyone else, I would roast the shit out of him for putting he, 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 saw like Exactly. <laughs> makes it work um i guess the last thing i'll say there's a freestyle version that was released at first i think on youtube but yeah i like the freestyle version (laughs) it's just back tapping his toes playing his harmonica like i love that and that's very very, like classic Beck. yeah yes it almost feels like something off of one foot in the grave exactly yeah that's really cool to see see yeah and it's cool that like that speaks to his songwriting ability that he can have one song sound so drastically different and you know two mm-hmm. variations so it's great this is a great song we've really gotten a lot of hyperspace i know in the beginning we weren't getting it a ton but now we haven't gotten the information in like months for a while that was yeah, all for real. <laughs> i feel like hyperspace has become our information but i'm not complaining i'll Things take are bouncing it bouncing out yeah we'll never get another color song never Ever. Hope you enjoyed that one episode. That's it. That's all you're getting. Um, what else haven't we gotten in a while? We've got mutations in a while. We haven't gotten Guero in a while. We haven't gotten Guero in a while. Yeah. I'd take that. I'd take Guero. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, colors is the priority because, like, come on. In the end, it's going to be all colors. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, that's, that's all okay. I got. You got anything else, King? Zacchaeus? Nothing. Old Man Dan? Queen. Qu- <laughs> Old Man Dan. Old Man Dan, you in the studio? You got anything to say? That's what I'll do. I'll I'll take a picture of Beck and I'll just like face app the shit out of it. And be like, dude, that's Old Man Dan. <laughs> <laughs> what? What was what? What's that? Like, I'm just picturing whoever wrote that genius article, like, really, like, what the fuck is Pharrell saying? Like, what is he saying? Old man Dan. He said, uh, 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 old man Dan, old man Dan, got it. <laughs> dude, this is old man Dan, dude. I think Beckley is better than that. Personally. I sure hope so. He's got one of those like vagina necks. Because think about like I, I I was thinking about this because I watched it recently. At the end of Last Temptation of Christ, when when Willem Dafoe's all aged mm-hmm. and he literally looks like a nutsack, like he looks awful. Oh yeah. He's not aged like that in real life. He's aged like fine wine, according to specifically me, and I think some others. Specifically you. <laughs> I don't know if you're horny for Willem Dafoe. If you are, congrats. You have elevated taste. I am. Good. Dude's got a fucking schlong the size of Texas. (laughs) And the energy that radiates from him because of it is unparalleled. This is not true. Willem to Defoe. I know. I know, June, you love Willem Defoe. So get that out of here. Stop. He's showing me more face apps. (laughs) I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this one. (laughs) I like the smiling one. I do because yeah. The beard one literally just looks like when he was like in his feelings during CJ. I don't know if he could like ever grow a beard that long. Not that long, I don't think. No. This one, this one makes me feel things. <laughs> well, yeah, were you not there when Holly did all of the? Back- I, I do. I remember. Yeah. yeah, I think everyone was a little 
confused and excited by Lady Beck. <laughs> like this post if you were aroused by Lady Beck. <laughs> I think most people will like the post. Like like this post if your grandpa or other favorite old person in your life has a vagina neck. Come on, you know. <laughs> I do want to say has a, has, a, has a gaganch neck. <laughs> Because Courtney said the other day I, how much she loves Gagant. I hate and love it simultaneously. It, 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 it's incredible. Um, I do want to share this because I think it's special. And okay. I want to discuss it quickly. <laughs> uh, is that today or is that yesterday? What the fuck? Is today is, the 18th? Or the it's 20th? yesterday. Okay, yesterday at 2.26 p.m., Liam Gallagher tweeted. Do you want to read it, Zach? Poor. <laughs> just the word poor. I don't have anything else to say. I just wanted to share it. Um, wow. Fucking Liam, once again, being fucking classist as fuck on his Twitter page, just calling all of his followers poor. <laughs> don't retweet that. <laughs> this other tweet, WTF was that all about? <laughs> gonna be a lot of bugle at principal's funeral today come on you know LG. I, I don't know what the fuck does that mean I, like people, people celebrating i think <laughs> a lot of bugle <laughs> or is he just gonna bring bugles to the funeral like to eat someone replied with a photo of him that's very i, I don't like it uh it's and really gross saying one word and he replied biblical this photo looks like imagine like the ugliest guy you know starring in the blair witch project like that's literally <laughs> and he said biblical <laughs> to himself only liam would reply to a photo of himself we didn't talk biblical. about this okay we have to talk about this on the pod we've been talking no, about Lee. we don't we, we do. don't have to talk about so this. on april 15th he posted a photo which by the way his haircut is just atrocious right the now worst thing i've ever seen awful, this outfit disgusting. too i don't know what of he's course, wearing he's wearing like awful. two parkas layered on each other but he has it like all the way zipped up like he's in like a net cast or something that's what he all that's like his look but anyway he's in front of a urinal you can see in his sunglasses the reflection of him taking the <laughs> selfie which really sells it for me and he um, said <laughs> yeah read it please <laughs> Pub toilets never look so good. Come on, you know, LGX. And then, followed by immediately after, read this tweet, please. This, okay, this one I actually think is hilarious. Like, I'm going to use this, like, <laughs> as a joke. Went to the toilet, got overwhelmed by the occasion, forgot to have a piss. What a cunt. Getting me steps in, though, as you were, LGX. Like, that's actually funny. <laughs> Yeah, he went to the potty, took a selfie, was so overwhelmed. Was so overwhelmed by his own selfie that, <laughs> that he, he forgot to piss. Um, I just want to point out, there's a reply that says, Liam, do you know what a comma is? And I think that's so funny because he doesn't. He never And, ab and above that, do you have a favorite cheese? <laughs> I don't want to know. How are the acoustics in there? We love to either love or hate Liam Gallagher on this podcast because I know the phrase I hate him. I think I love to just love him. The phrase "got overwhelmed by the occasion" is so funny. That's literally gonna be me on the tangled toilets. Just got literally. so overwhelmed by the occasion, I fucking passed out. <laughs> well, you know, I'd like to think Beck doesn't forget to pee when he goes to the toilet, so that's plus one for him. 
I hope that Beck isn't passing out while going to pee. I don't I, think so. I feel like Beck. You know, it happens. Years, it's happened. It's but, happened to me. It's like I get it, but like you know, it shouldn't happen to you all the time. Just like normally, or after you've drank something, like after you've been drinking. If you've after you've been drinking, okay. If it's just happening normally, maybe <laughs> it was after I got my wisdom teeth taken. Okay, out. totally. Yeah. I got my wisdom teeth out. I went to go take a piss, and I literally just dropped, and I like woke up and I was like on the floor just like what the fuck just happened Beck we love Beck we got great songs today um yay hey hey ho 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 he he, (laughs) ha 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 old man Dan um yeah we need to take the audio from Saw Lightning and put it into like the fucking like horse of many colors scene from Wizard of Oz, like ha ha ha, he he he, ho ho ho. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my lord. Um, yeah, y'all know. Send us send send videos. Oh, you of you know. saying ha ha ho ho. He, he don't act. I mean, do if you want to. You don't have to. Do do do, do Twitter's like voice memos if yes. you want and like tag us or something. Oh my god, yeah. Voice memo like only shows up for me half the time. Never shows up on my personal. Only sometimes shows up on the back to back account. I I don't know. It's confusing. I hope Liam Gallagher's is always there. So that he can record it whenever he wants. It's what I want. It's what I live for. It's what I need. He's the one guy I know that like still actively uses the Twitter voice memo thing. As he should. <laughs> I'm glad it's him. Um, follow us on Twitter, back to back pod, Instagram, back to back podcast. Follow Zach at underscore cheese dip. At Zacchaeus. <laughs> at Zacchaeus. Yeah, you should change your at to Zacchaeus. <laughs> no. No heart emoji. <laughs> no. No, love. Come on, you. No. <laughs> Come on, you. No. Come on, you. Come on, you. No. no. <laughs> Come on, you. Comma. No. <laughs> but Liam can't do that because he doesn't use commas. <laughs> exactly. He's messing out. Well. Oh, my God. <laughs> good. You got anything else to say? That's it. No. Nothing. Okay. Hi everyone, make sure you check out other podcasts within our podcasting family. Zillennial Canon, where Kira and Adam discuss films on the millennial Gen Z cusp and how it shaped them as film fans. Aggressively Okay, where Adam and Joe cover all things pop culture and film. SeltzerCast, where Sean and Agass explore the bubbly world of seltzer. Dan for Life, where Nick, and sometimes Lauren, interview a guest through the lens of the seminal text, Dan in Real Life. Moody's Pod, where Nick and Aaron take the classic Amanda Show segment, Moody's Point, and break it down episode by episode. Dadcast, where Jillian and a guest sit down to review a movie your dad probably fell asleep to on the couch. The Featured Players where Bram, Beth, and Brendan talk about the weekly status of Saturday Night Live's featured cast. And I Was Scared too, a horror movie podcast hosted by Kid Cinema and Mr. Movies, a.k.a. Fashion JZT, where they talk about all sorts of spooky, scary movies. Thank you so much, everyone. <laughs> hey. Hey.